Dustin Runnels had a lot to live up to. His father contributed more to the wrestling business than almost anyone else. It's true that the influence of Dusty Rhodes can still be felt to this very day. For Dustin, it took time for him to step out of his father's shadow and make his own way in the industry. His early days in WCW were a struggle while he tried to find his own footing. It wasn't just about mastering the technical aspects of wrestling. He clearly was a talented grappler from a very young age, but he struggled more with discovering his own unique identity. It was one thing to step into the ring as the son of a legend, but difficulty came with making his own mark. But with the help of Vince McMahon, an outrageous and bizarre gimmick was produced. This new edgy persona was not only in stark contrast to his father's persona, but it was unlike anything the wrestling world had ever seen before. In this video, we're going to take a closer look at the career of Dustin Runnels and his most famous character, Goldust. Dustin was born into wrestling royalty, being the son of the iconic American dream, Dusty Rhodes. To millions of NWA wrestling fans, the dream was more than just a wrestler. He was a living legend. He was a hero to blue-collar, hard-working Americans, and he proved that a common man like him could become a world champion. Dusty was arguably the most popular wrestler in America from the mid-1970s through to the mid-1980s, and he consistently drew huge crowds to any show he was on. His charisma was overflowing. Dustin took his father's ring surname when he debuted, becoming known as Dustin Rhodes, but he found the comparisons between himself and his father hard to bear. Dustin soon adopted the nickname The Natural. The nickname was a reminder to fans that he didn't need to rely solely on the Rhodes name to make an impact. Dustin had some success in WCW, winning the United States Championship and having decent matches with the likes of Steve Austin and Rick Rude, but he never truly made his own mark. He also made his first appearance for the WWF in 1990 and he would go on to tag team with his dad at the 1991 Royal Rumble where they lost to Ted DiBiase and Virgil. This first run in the WWF was short-lived and both father and son left the company at the same time but Vince McMahon was extremely impressed with Dustin's in-ring skills. Dustin would end up getting fired from WCW in 1995 when he went against company policy and bladed on pay-per-view. To make matters worse, Dustin had fallen out with Dusty and they were not on speaking terms. In fact, they wouldn't speak to each other again for a number of years. And now Dustin was desperate for a fresh start. I'd come to realise that I could not fit in Dusty's shoes. I was always trying to fit in his shoes, but I couldn't do it. So I realised I needed to try to do something else. The phone rang, it's Vince McMahon. Bruce Pritchard's on the other line, just the three of us. It's Vince McMahon, I have this idea I want to run by you. He keeps saying this word androgynous, and I'm like, what the f*** is androgynous? When the call was finished, Dustin went straight to a dictionary to find out what androgynous meant. 
He couldn't believe what he was reading. But still, Dustin was determined to get another shot in the Federation. And so, Dustin went to Connecticut for a meeting with McMahon. In the meeting, Vince McMahon, along with Bruce Pritchard, sat down with Dustin and discussed his future gimmick. In one meeting, the entire character came together. Bruce Pritchard started throwing around names that played on the name Dustin when McMahon happened across the name Goldust. He wanted him to be completely covered in a bodysuit and gloves with his whole head painted in gold. This all-in-one garment was inspired by the James Bond movie Goldfinger, which saw the villain paint his enemies in gold. Going onto the wig, the idea behind it was that Dustin would keep the cropped haircut, but he would wear a wig to the ring. That would be a part of his unveiling, that he would come out with these elaborate robes and the undressing and unveiling of gold dust. He takes off the robe, then the last thing he does is take the wig off, and it's shocking. While Dustin was enthusiastic in the meeting with McMahon and Pritchard, he knew that it was going to be a daunting task to portray this character. But nonetheless, he threw himself into the gimmick. As outlandish as it was, it was an opportunity to distance himself from the legacy of his father. Dustin also had to admit that he had an ulterior motive. He wanted to piss his father off as much as possible. While Dustin and Dusty were estranged at this point, Dustin later learned from his brother Cody that his dad reacted really negatively to seeing his son playing this character on TV. Given Dusty's own history with Vince McMahon and the WWF, that reaction was hardly surprising. When Dusty signed with the Federation in the late 80s, McMahon made him wear polka dots as a supposed dig at his American Dream persona. But Vince McMahon was totally serious about Goldust. He wanted him to be a main event player and envisaged the character getting nuclear heat from the fans. Dustin recalled a conversation that he had with Vince McMahon. Vince said to me, you know, Dustin, you're going to get a lot of flack for this. Some of the boys aren't going to like it. Some of the fans are going to hate it. If you have any problems, I want you to call me because I'm going full on with this. I went, yes sir, I sure will, and I did have problems, I had a lot of problems. I had many conversations with Vince in the middle of the night while driving to towns. For the first six months it was really difficult because I couldn't figure out the character. I didn't want to play a gay character so I was kind of sticking away from the androgynous part. Video packages started airing on WWF TV featuring Goldust. He cryptically delivered messages from Hollywood, often quoting famous lines from classic movies. And a few weeks later, Goldust made his in-ring debut. He beat Marty Jannetty at the In Your House 4 pay-per-view. The match was poor, and when it came to Goldust, the fans just did not understand what they were looking at. One of the areas that Dustin really struggled with right off the bat was how to portray a heel. He'd never done it before, he'd never been a bad guy. And so, for the first six months, he was learning on the job, night after night, how to be a heel and how to make the character work. And the crowd response was tepid at best. Goldust was simply not drawing the kind of heat that either Dustin or McMahon were hoping for. That would all change during a match against Savio Vega. 
at Madison Square Garden. While Dustin had been against making the character explicitly homosexual, by this point he was willing to try anything to get a rise out of the crowd. Vega was a Puerto Rican superstar and he suggested that Goldust start rubbing him up and down during the match. Dustin was reluctant but gave it a go. There was a large Puerto Rican audience in Madison Square Garden and they would be cheering for Vega. Vega guaranteed that those Puerto Rican fans would become unhinged at this behaviour and he was totally right. The fans rose up from their seats and spat venom at Goldust as he started rubbing him up and down. With the success of using these suggestive mannerisms against Vega, Goldust incorporated this into the character. In his book, Dustin wrote, Getting booed was awesome, much better than being liked by the fans. Once I figured out how to do Goldust, I knew that if they were booing me, I was doing something right. It was just so much more fun to get those fans to hate me compared to being a babyface. The WWF didn't label Goldust as homosexual, however. Instead, his actions were labelled as psychological warfare inside the ring. According to them, he was aiming to unnerve and confuse his opponents. Yet, not everyone was comfortable with this new direction. Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon, was really unhappy at having to work with Goldust. The programme saw Goldust essentially becoming obsessed with Ramon. He had his name painted on him and gave him unwanted gifts and generally made unwanted advances towards him. Hall was deeply uncomfortable with the entire angle. He even tried to get McMahon to switch the storyline to Triple H. Bruce Pritchard said, Razor protested every waking moment. He hated the idea of working a programme with Goldust. Didn't want to do it. He pitched everybody on the roster other than himself. It was a constant campaign to not work a programme with Goldust. Things were starting to get messy for the Goldust character. While fans were shouting homophobic slurs at him, the WWF was still denying that the character was gay. That was up until Jerry Lawler accidentally called him queer on WWF TV. Then Vince McMahon had to read out what sounded like a pre-prepared statement on TV saying that Goldust did not represent the gay community. Things were changing, I could feel it. Vince was getting a lot of criticism from different groups. Parents were calling headquarters and complaining about Goldust. Some of them didn't want their kids watching if Goldust was performing. An article in the New York Times came out saying gay rights activists were upset over the character. Despite all of this backlash, Vince McMahon was secretly happy with the attention. He was looking for controversy and Goldust was certainly accomplishing that. At the Royal Rumble 1996, Goldust beat Razor for the Intercontinental title and Marlena was introduced as Goldust's valet. Marlena was played by Dustin's real-life wife Terry, who he'd met in WCW. She already had on-screen experience. She played Alexandra York. Marlena was like a mystery woman. Nobody knew if she was Goldust's girlfriend or manager or valet or associate. 
The culmination of the feud with Razor Ramon was supposed to be at WrestleMania 12 in a Miami street fight. Scott Hall was leaving the company just after WrestleMania, and so McMahon decided to cancel the feud. And in his place came Roddy Piper and the infamous Hollywood backlot brawl. That event is what finally lifted me out of my father's shadow and dropped me into my own shoes. For the first time, I felt like I had an identity of my own that had nothing to do with my father. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart did their Iron Man match in the main event, but I was the semi-main event and it was truly unbelievable. In late 1996, Goldust surprisingly turned babyface. Triple H started to inappropriately court Marlena, including him forcing himself on her on several occasions. Goldust began to gain some sympathy from the fans for trying to protect Marlena from this unsolicited attention, and a feud between the men began. But unfortunately, Goldust as a babyface character was a washout. It just didn't work. As the Attitude Era started to take over the WWF, the character of Goldust had totally lost its controversial edge. During the Attitude Era, everything on the show was becoming outrageous. In a supposed shoot interview with JR, Goldust spoke about his personal issues, touching on his relationship with Marlena and their daughter. In this interview, Goldust's character began to unravel. He burnt his bodysuit, which led to his transformation into the artist formerly known as Goldust. Luna Vachon became his new manager, and things took a turn for the weird when he started showing up in bondage gear. The artist then became an impersonator where we got to see China Dust, Vader Dust, and even Dusty Dust. When this nonsense failed to get over, he briefly became a born-again Christian. They were really struggling to reinvent the character at this point, and Dustin was desperate to save his career. He even offered to get breast implants at one point. Surprisingly, McMahon vetoed the idea. Even by the standards of the Attitude Era, it was scraping the bottom of the barrel. The Goldust gimmick was officially dead in the water. Due to a number of personal issues, Dustin quit the WWF in 1999. He spent the time to heal up both mentally and physically, and he finally reunited with his dad. Goldust had reached legend status in the minds of fans when he reappeared in 2002. When he entered the Royal Rumble, the fans popped huge. This era of Goldust was hugely entertaining. He became an unexpected hardcore icon after winning the Hardcore Championship on nine separate occasions. And then he was paired with Booker T in an odd couple comedy tag team. And there were some genuinely laugh out loud moments between these two. Over the next decade, Dustin would come and go from the company. He still had substance abuse issues that he was working through. But each time he came back, he was welcomed with open arms and he progressively became a better wrestler. In 2013, Goldust teamed up with his brother Cody, who took on the persona of Stardust. In the end, Dustin Runnels managed to step out of his father's shadow in the most unexpected way, by taking on one of wrestling's most unconventional and obscene characters.